Communicating your business's sustainability efforts can be tough because you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. This has resulted in a lot of companies greenwashing, making false green claims without any substantiated evidence, and now also with an increase in regulation has resulted in a lot of companies green hushing, which is not talking about what they're doing in the fear of backlash. In this episode, I'm going to share eight steps on how to be more sustainable without greenwashing or green hushing. I'm going to give you a high-level overview in this episode, but if you are doing this and setting this up for the first time, I highly recommend you hire experts to help you along this journey so that you are set up for success. We are accepting sustainability consulting clients for next year. And so you can book a consultation at recloseted.com slash consultation. We can chat together, see if it's a fit to work together, all that jazz. But make sure you ask for help if this is your first time doing all of this because it is a big project. And I am going to walk you through it in this episode, but accept help if you need it. Join the slow fashion revolution with Recloseted Radio. As the number one podcast for fashion entrepreneurs with a conscience, we're here to help you reach new heights. I'm your host, Selena Ho, the founder and CEO of Recloseted, and I'm on a mission to share my insider knowledge and strategies for launching a successful sustainable brand, growing your existing slow fashion business, and making your brand more environmentally friendly. I also invite industry experts to share their stories and insights too. So subscribe and let's get to work on transforming the harmful fashion industry. The very first step is to gather data. It is so important to take stock and inventory of where you are at right now. Measure all the materials you're using, measure and get data from all your manufacturers, figure out your current carbon emissions, Really take stock of all of that so you know where you are at. The next step is to create your sustainability strategy. Take into account budget, resources, time, as well as upcoming regulation, like I mentioned. It's really important to be realistic with this, but also ambitious, which I know is a bit of a balancing act, but you want to make sure it is still motivational, it is still going to make an impact. But also, you don't want to shoot for the moon if you currently have three people on your team, not a lot of bandwidth or budget. You want to pick and choose your battles, pick and choose your priorities around what is important to you and your brand and your business. And this is important because you cannot change the entire industry just by yourself. That is going to be way too daunting and overwhelming. So you need to take baby steps, but it is important that you start. Are you going to avoid using plastic and all of your company materials and your products? Are you going to try to really reduce your carbon emissions? What is going to be your priority? And it is really important to identify that in the strategy stage so that it can shape all of your decisions moving forward. The next step is to set up your roadmap and your timelines. This is also important to be realistic, but also ambitious. And again, it's a balancing act. And what I would do is break down the big goal into smaller steps. That is generally what's recommended for anything that you are doing that's a big project like this. Identify every single year what you hope to accomplish. Break it down into quarterly projects, then monthly things you need to get done, weekly things you need to get done, and just break it down into smaller bite-sized chunks because you can have a really grand vision of something that you want to do like your sustainability strategy. And it can seem really daunting and overwhelming, but If you break it down and you assign due dates to it and you create a work back schedule, then you can actually start to bring it to life. Step four is to really commit to this because things happen, priorities may shift, 
but how can you protect the time that is needed that you are going to set aside to work on your sustainability and chip away at it? Really try to block off maybe like five hours a week or even maybe the entire Friday to work on this so that even if things happen, you know that you need to do this. It is so important to commit and really prioritize this because it is one thing to set this up and say it's important to you and you know do it for a couple months. But when things happen or the marketplace changes or customer things escalate, this can fall to the wayside and then it's so easy to have it just collect dust on the shelf and not work on it. Really commit to it and protect this time. What are the backup plans on backup plans you need to develop? Do you need to hire a consultant? Do you need to hire a contractor to come in? Really think about worst case scenario if you do not have this time anymore to dedicate to this. What can you do to ensure that this project keeps moving? Step five is to set up your reporting and progress metrics. If you don't measure it, it won't improve and it won't get done. Measuring also allows you to gamify it and help you feel like you're making progress, which makes it fun and more trackable. Measuring is also important because providing these metrics and reports can help with the greenwashing and set you apart from other brands. With the upcoming regulations, you are going to need to prove that your claims are credible and so you need data to back it up start earlier and start collecting it now and this will really help set you apart from other brands too this is definitely going to take time to set up so that you know where the data is you have a system for collecting it and updating it so that you and your team can be successful take the time to set it up and just go into it with the expectation that it is going to take time or if you don't have the time for it hire a consultant, hire a contractor, etc. to do it. Step six is to embrace transparency. Right off the bat, I wanted to bust the myth that you need to do this perfectly because no one in the world is doing sustainability perfectly. Because if you wanted to be perfectly sustainable, you would not start a business to begin with. I've talked about that before. Hopefully that alleviates some of that pressure to do it perfectly because A lot of people feel like if they can't do it perfectly, they shouldn't do it to begin with. And I don't think that's correct at all. You need to start somewhere and then you can always do better as you get bigger budgets and more team and more resources and things like that. But you need to start somewhere. And at the end of the day, sustainability is a balancing act. It's about how you can continue to do business and continue to thrive while still leaving enough for future generations. It is that balancing act. And technically, Everything and anything can be sustainable or unsustainable. It's really about every single business making the best choice they can with their current resources, budgets, and time. That's why the sustainability strategy and the priorities that I talked about towards the beginning of this episode is so important because you want to know what your priorities are, what your roadmap is, and then you can proudly communicate this and say, hey, this is where we're at. I know we're not perfect right now. We're not near anywhere we want to be. This is our plan to get there. This is the work back schedule. This is how we're going to stay on track of things. This is where we're currently measuring. This is where we hope to measure next year. If you have a robust plan, then transparently communicate it and really involve your customers along in the journey. Get them bought in and wanting to support you and cheer you on. And step seven is to embrace feedback. This is key because I find a lot of brand owners and even big Fortune 500 companies They see feedback or quote-unquote backlash as a bad thing. And I really would like to challenge the mindset of seeing people questioning things or calling brands out as a good thing instead of a bad thing. Because that actually means that people are more educated and aware 
and are challenging businesses to do better and upholding them to higher standards, which quite frankly we need. Instead of looking at feedback or quote unquote backlash as something you need to avoid, embrace it, welcome it, and utilize it and leverage it as business feedback. Because like any other area of business, if your customers are giving you feedback, you would not shut it down and ignore it especially if it comes to things like your product or your marketing. If anything, you would collect the feedback, discuss it internally, see if you need to make changes, and then report back to the customer, right? It's the exact same thing in this scenario. Just because people may question what you're doing from a sustainability perspective and have thoughts and feedback and questions around it does not mean that you should not do anything and stay silent because that would be detrimental to your business. And so if you don't have that view when it comes to your products, your marketing, and other areas of your business, why are you doing that for your sustainability efforts, right? This is so important and everyone starts somewhere. You're not going to be perfect and that's okay. That doesn't exist. We talked about that already. Instead, welcome the feedback and engage in healthy discussions and debates with your community and with your customers. And then last but not least, step eight, communicate without greenwashing. The first thing here is that if you couldn't tell throughout this entire episode, I do not want you to stay silent because that is going to be so detrimental to your business. It is really important to do the work, share it, and be transparent about it. Again, no one is doing this perfectly. Have the courage to speak out about what you're doing and own it. You can put together sustainability progress reports, which we do with our clients, which show where you're at, where you intend to go, the progress you've made, how your communities and customers have supported you, and really embrace being authentic and transparent about it so that everyone can see it. Know that you're going to have metrics and data to back it up. Know that you are going to get questions and feedback, but we are looking at that as a way to improve, do better, and also just uphold the entire industry to a higher standard. That was a quick eight-step overview on how you can be more sustainable and start your journey without greenwashing or green hushing. Again, I know a lot of brands out there are greenwashing and saying whatever they can, but that's going to end soon with this regulation, which is super exciting. But we don't want brands now to not say anything and be scared and stay silent and green hush. So it is really important that you try to be transparent, just start somewhere, understand that no one's going to be perfect. And if this is really overwhelming and it's your first time setting something up like this, then ask for help. There's so many different resources out there. There's so many consultants and contractors you can hire. And if you would like to potentially work together and see if it's a fit, you can book a complimentary consultation with me at recloseted.com slash consultation. And the link will be in the show notes for you as well. And that's a wrap on this episode. If you got value from this, I would appreciate it if you could take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram story and tag us at recloseted. Be sure to subscribe to the Recloseted Radio podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode and you have access to all of our valuable resources. And if you're feeling generous, please rate our podcast five stars and leave us a glowing review. I'm cheering you on and together, let's transform the harmful fashion industry.